live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. You know, I don't want to make, I'm not talking about the Chiefs. I've got thoughts on the Chiefs. Several thoughts on the Chiefs. This is in part about the Chiefs. But I want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals hiring of Jonathan Gannon. And I want to talk about it, and I don't want to make it all about Eric Bieniemy. We touched on this yesterday. I want to finish the thought right now. And maybe you missed on me touching on it yesterday. But I don't want to make that hire all about Eric Bieniemy. But it is tough to ignore the fact that Bieniemy's offense absolutely torched Gannon's defense on the biggest stage in the sport. And then two days later, Gannon gets a head coaching job. And meanwhile, we're still talking about Eric Bieniemy and whether or not he has to now make a lateral move to once again, quote, prove himself. And yes, Bieniemy is somehow the one who needs to prove himself, even though he's currently having one of the most successful offensive coordinator stints and runs in the history of the sport. I mean, go ahead and make that make sense. Not only is he getting passed over again, he got passed over for that one job by a guy that he turned inside out on the biggest stage only a couple of days ago. And yes, I know. I know a lot of you want to immediately start lecturing me about his play-calling responsibilities in Kansas City or lack thereof. Guess what, folks? Nick Sirianni did not call any plays when he went from Colts OC to Eagles head coach with even less experience and less success than Bienemy's had. So it's not like there's play-calling requirements to land a head coaching job. I mean, certainly would help. And nobody's saying, and if you are, you're wrong, that Bienemy's not calling plays. If you're paying attention, plenty of the Chiefs have vouched for this guy's offensive mind. Here's a quick but extremely telling anecdote from this past weekend that appeared in The Athletic yesterday and looks like the following. On Saturday night, for instance, Bienemy had put a play up on the screen for everybody on the Chiefs' offense to see. It came from the Eagles game against Jacksonville earlier this season. It featured Jacksonville receiver Jamal Agnew faking as if he were going in motion before stopping, reversing course, and then getting open for a touchdown. If that play sounds familiar, it's because the Chiefs converted it into what is now famously known as corndog, a.k.a the play that led to two wide-ass open TDs in the Super Bowl on Sunday. And apparently KC has Eric Bieniemy to thank for those two free tutties. So that's why it's so ridiculous to keep bringing up this guy's play calling when it's not about the play calling. He does call plays. So I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's not that. It can't be that. It's something. The fact that this guy got bypassed again in another cycle, I don't know what it is, but it's something. There's a reason this dude cannot sniff a head coaching job. It's just not the, quote, play-calling thing. I'm not sure what it is. And from the sounds of it, Andy Reid isn't sure what it is. In fact, Big Red has long been confused about why this guy can't get a head coaching job. Last year, he tried to directly appeal to the guys making the decision, NFL owners, to hire his dude at by Lindsey Jones, by Lindsey H. Jones, tweets, 11 months ago, 
Andy Reid stood up in a privileged session at NFL owners' meetings and passionately and directly asked league owners why Eric Bieniemy hadn't gotten a head coaching job. Here we are, another coaching cycle complete, and EB still hasn't gotten an offer. Bieniemy is now interviewed for 17, 17 vacancies in the last four years, and it frankly hasn't even seemed like this guy's come close. This dude is interviewed for 17 head coaching jobs. He's 0 for 17. And not only is he not coming close, you still have those who work with him vouching for him. Yesterday, Chiefs wide receiver Sky Moore, who had a touchdown reception on Sunday, came on this program and he hyped up the enemy. He's just a a great leader. You know, a great leader, uh, somebody who's going to hold you accountable, somebody that's going to push you. That's the type of coach that you need to do things that we do. He's a big reason on why we win games and why our culture is the way it is because he's not going to let you slip. If you put in place like some rules at the beginning of the season, they might not be there at the end of the season. He's the guy that's going to make sure you are who you say you are and you're following the culture day in and day out when you come through the building. How do you think that he would do as a head coach? Oh, for sure. He would definitely do great as a head coach. He's going to definitely push you. He's for sure going to push you, but you will see a lot of results, a lot of great results for him being a head coach. Sky Moore on the show yesterday. So it sounds like a whole stack of head coaching qualities to me. And have we really seen any of those same qualities demonstrated by Jonathan Gannon yet? Again, not to make the Gannon hire all about the enemy, but again, it's hard not to. I mean, look at the juxtaposition here. I mean, Jonathan Gannon... He's got to be shocked that Jonathan Gannon got that job on some level, right? At least Jonathan Gannon from two weeks ago is shocked that he got that job because Jonathan Gannon from two weeks ago was swearing to Philly fan that he was not going anywhere. Uh, might be your last one here because no, you might get the call. No, <laughs> Philly, Philly, Philly's keeping me. We're good, bad, or indifferent. I'm staying here. Good, bad, or indifferent. I'm staying here. Yeah, two weeks later, he's gone. Good, bad, or indifferent, I'm staying here. Well, yeah, really bad, actually. Like giving up 24 second-half points in the Super Bowl, really bad. And I'm gone. Yeah, I don't think that aged very well. Good, bad, or indifferent, I'm staying here. It didn't age very well, but honestly, it didn't age that badly either because I don't think there are any broken hearts in Philadelphia right now. Good, bad, or indifferent, I'm staying here. Well, actually, there are some broken hearts. It's really not true when I say that. Plenty of broken hearts. Broken hearts, broken windows, broken cars, broken lampposts, broken vodka bottles. A lot of broken bleep all over Philly right now. It's just that none of that is over Gannon leaving. Nobody seems all that distraught about that. More likely, they may throw their own parade in Philadelphia right now over Gannon leaving which is why I just can't stop thinking about Arizona passing over the winning offensive coordinator from Sunday's game to take the losing D coordinator, a losing D coordinator that really was not liked by his own fans. Now, yes, I've heard plenty about Gannon's dynamic personality, his dynamic leadership style. I haven't experienced any of it, but I've heard about it. I know Eric Bieniemy a little bit, I know this dude is dynamic. 
I know this guy's got a big personality. I know that if the Cardinals tweeted a hype video yesterday featuring Eric Bieniemy, it would have gotten me a lot more hyped than the one they actually tweeted featuring Jonathan Gannon. What's up, Bird Gang? Jonathan Gannon, your new head coach, Arizona Cardinals. Ready to get to work. Buckle up. We're going to have some fun. See you soon. <laughs> Dang. Makes you want to run through a wall, doesn't it? Buckle up. We're going to go to work. See you soon. Buckle not, up. Not exactly Vince Lombardi, is it? Or even Eric Bieniemy. And And wouldn't an offensive coach who's been working closely, follow me on this, wouldn't an offensive coach working closely with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes make way more sense to try to rehab Kyler Murray and his rep than a defensive coach who just got dominated by the same Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? And isn't Kyler Murray the priority in Arizona? Unless Kyler handpicked and hired Gannon himself. I don't know, maybe Kai and Gannon are Call, call of Duty buddies. We're going to have some fun. I'm not here to take a run at Gannon. I hope the guy succeeds. And he's not a terrible candidate. This has always been a big Cardinals house. So for me, it's been brutal to see the organization fall apart over the last season and a half. And since I, this is a big Cardinal house, it hasn't made me look so great either. I hate seeing it, in fact. It's just impossible to wonder what the hell the actual deal is with Eric Bieniemy. Again, the juxtaposition of who Arizona hired and who they did not is pretty glaring. But it's not like they're the only ones who passed on Bieniemy, who to me long ago did prove himself, but apparently is going to have to do it again for the only ones who truly matter, the people stroking the checks. Buckle up. Then again, you hear that, and how do you say no to that, right? What's up, Bird Gang? What's up, Bird Gang? What's up, Bird Gang? Buckle up. It's Ready time to, to go work. to work. We're going to have some fun. It's going to be fun. Buckle up. Wow. That's Ready the hype video. We're going to have some fun. Sounds like it. 1-800-636-8686. Actually, it really doesn't sound fun at all. We're going to have some fun. Does Kyler look like he's having fun? Buckle Does anybody up. around Kyler look like they're having fun? Guys, keep yourself tight and feeling confident with new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant, reformulated with 72-hour sweat and odor protection and one-quarter moisturizing cream. Stop worrying about your underarms so you can be present for the moments that matter. Do not let underarm insecurities keep you at arm's distance from the ones you care about. Buy new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant with 72-hour sweat and odor protection wherever personal care products are sold. Mick Cronin is my guest. Mick, it is great to get caught up. How you feeling? I'm doing good, my friends. Good to be back in the jungle. How are you? Good, Mick. Good to have you back. Good to hear your voice. All right, so we are less than two weeks away from the month of March, just like that, Mick. Can you give me a quick State of the Union? How do you feel about this group and how it's playing as we approach the madness itself? Uh, things have been great for us. We've had a great year. Um, it, it, it's an old cliche. When you get really good seniors, you're going to have a good season. We got some really good seniors. Tiger Campbell, David Singleton, Jaime Jaquez in particular. 
you know, probably the three best senior trio in the country. Uh, leadership, character, great players. They've won a lot of games here, helped me build the program back to national prominence. But we've had some new starters at Jim that have been – the difference for us, we're just a better defensive team probably than we were a year ago, even though last year we were probably more well-known nationally because coming off that Final Four and having some named guys like Johnny Juzang. <clears throat> this team's just uh, just a better defensive team. Jalen Clark has emerged, uh, which we knew was going to happen when he went into a starring role. Uh, Mari Bailey and Adembona, two freshmen that are just unbelievable athletes. And uh, that, that's that's been a big difference for us. We're a more athletic team, and uh, our defense has been dominant, turning not just not letting people score, uh, but forcing turnovers, which gets us easy baskets. And so that, that's probably been the, the biggest difference to this team from last year. And uh, we got some more freshmen on the bench too, so we're a little bit young and old we don't have a we, we we don't have a middle group as much uh but we got a chance here we just got to stay healthy knock on wood like you said two weeks from march that's exactly what i was looking for mick cronin joining us there's so much i could respond to mick but that point about the three seniors is so huge i mean with the portal being what the portal is it's so important to have that continuity and have that veteran leadership you mentioned the three guys, how many Hawkins? Let me ask you about him. I mean, just such, obviously, such a dude, such an electric player on both ends of the floor. How much does the entire team feed off his energy? Oh, they love him. And, you know, again, he's such a he, – he's just a dude, man. That's a great term. And he is the dude. I mean, he would run through a wall for you, first of all. I mean, he's got that kind of toughness. He's got that kind of character, his work ethic. But he's a great teammate. Like, he – you know, he just he loves his his teammates. He wants them to win. Uh, you know, he's he's got he's got he's no he doesn't have a pretentious bone in his body. So uh, and Tiger Campbell, David Singleton, the same way. Uh, just great guys. So they, they've they've made it easy. Uh, to, like we bring in two McDonald's All Americans with a lot of hype. You know, Maury Bailey's got got a tremendous following social media wise. And they've just incorporated those guys seamlessly because they embrace a Dembona and Amari Bailey. They, you know, they don't—they're not jealous at all. They, uh, it's just made it really easy to be the coach. Like you know, when you're when you do this as long as I have, you know, when you got great kids that are making your job easy for you, and and that's why it's been a fun year for me. UCLA head basketball coach Mick Cronin joining us. Mick, I was going to ask you about Amari because he's having a really nice freshman season, about 10.5 points per game. What has impressed you the most about how he's played, how he's carried himself, and then how much of a lift has he given you since he came back from that foot injury? Yeah, we, we, we won while he was out, but right. uh, we, we weren't quite as good. So, you know, we just, the toughness and the seniors made it happen. But uh, Amari's uh, a a throwback, you know, he's just tough. He's tough as nails. He grew up in Chicago before he moved here and to LA in the eighth grade. Um, and he practices like a senior and he's just, he's got tremendous work ethic and that's why he's going to have a long career. He's just, you know, I just don't think you can be a professional if you, you don't have the, the edge and the toughness uh, to get in there and fight and practice and play hard every game, night in and night out. Now throw on top of that, Jim, I mean, he's got great talent, and he's a superior athlete. So he's only getting better. So like for us, huge, like you said, having him back, getting him to where you know he can get you 20 on a night uh, is an X factor for us. 
so we don't have to rely so much on uh, on Jaime Jaquez down the stretch. So, uh, it, I mean, he, he's it, he, he's a luxury to have. Very rare freshman that plays so hard and practices so hard every day, Amari Bailey. We're talking to Mick Cronin. Hey, Mick, day-to-day, hour-to-hour, practice-to-practice. I mean, I get it. Be where your feet are. But if you take a step back for a minute, recruiting never, ever ends, right? You've got to continue <laughs> to build for next season. In a lot of chances or instances, you got to re-recruit your own players. How compelling, though, now is the pitch the UCLA is headed to the Big Ten in 2024, and is it opening more days because of it? What are those conversations like now? Yeah, we'll see still. Uh, I mean, look, we're still predominantly going to recruit home first. Sure. Um, Now, on the funny note, you know, when we get in that Big Ten, and, uh, you know, like, as you know, it's a little chilly right now for us here in SoCal. So, but it's being in the 50s, but kids get off the we say we go to play some cold weather team in the big 10 and it's january and it's 75 degrees while they're walking to shoot around and here in westwood they might have guys wanting to transfer saying what the heck am i doing you're right (laughs) i can stay in the big 10 and transfer so maybe it'll help us in the portal i don't know but uh you never know look ucla has already sold it's you know as far as selling itself um you know, as a national brand, heck, it's a worldwide brand academically. Um, but from basketball, I, I don't know if it can anything can help as far as that because it's become, you know, the NIL has muddied up recruiting so much, and we all don't know which way that's going from, from uh, year to year now, people trying to get a handle on, you know, on all that. So the last thing I've really thought about is the Big Ten piece now we'll see though i mean you know i think it helps if you're a recruit our pitch to you jim would be you don't have to worry about the west coast bias anymore because we're going to be playing on the big 10 network um you know fox cbs and and you're you're going to our games won't be on at 11 o'clock back east you know, they're going to put us on at six which will be nine back east uh, and we're just going to be playing back that way more. So you just you're not going to be like ranked fourth in the country like we are now, and hardly ever talked about uh, on some of those national shows that are doing the that are doing the highlights, uh, where they're talking more about Big Ten teams. And, and the West Coast bias is real, but I, I think this will help eliminate some of that and help build your brand if you're a recruit that's interested in that. Damn straight. Preach. I've always said that about the West Coast bias. You're right. Hey, now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried-out, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch. So next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper. What is your beef? 
Mick Cronin joins me for a few more moments. Mick, Northwestern beat Purdue. That allowed Alabama to jump to the number one spot for the first time in 20 years. I mean, this season has been so wide open. In fact, when was the last time you remember heading into March this many teams having a legitimate shot at winning it all? Yeah, I would. Say it's been a while because there's usually been one or two teams that everybody felt stood out uh, from the rest, um, especially a couple, couple years ago. Uh, when even when we were in the Final Four, I, I, I think they were underdog. But to me, Baylor was clearly clearly the best team that year all year. So uh, they were just older and better. I think uh, it's shaking itself out a little bit now. Uh, who, you know who the best four, five, six teams are. But uh, it's hard to win and on the on, on the road in college basketball. That's I think people really don't understand. Like we we lost a few games in the last three months. We've lost two games, but they're against sold out crowds on the road at Arizona and USC. Are good teams, really good teams. I mean, it's tough. So didn't surprise me to see Purdue drop one. Not going to surprise me to see anybody drop one on the road. And the road is the road is tough. College basketball, by far the hardest sport to win on the road. Uh, for whatever reason, the statistics bear it out. Uh, it's seventy-five percent of the games are won by home teams. It, so it really, when you get to the tournament, it's all neutral site, and then it's luck of the draw. Because uh, you look at last year, Arizona's got to play Houston down in Texas in, in a Sweet Sixteen game, and they're the one seed, and they got to play Houston down in San Antonio. So. You can get bad luck in that tournament draw. So I, I really, for us, Jim, we want to stay out west. My friend Ben Hallen to get make do what you got to do, win them all, and stay out west. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mick, one last thought. You mentioned that it's starting to shake out, so now it looks like you've got the four or five or six that have separated from the others, and you know who the four or five or six best teams are. Any doubt in your mind that you have one of those four or five or six? Oh, it's healthy. I really believe that's that. that, that uh, we're definitely one of those teams. We got enough firepower on offense. We have senior leadership, a veteran with the ball in his hands. We got some explosive freshmen, and Jaime Jaquez can get you know he he can just go get you buckets at winning time. And our defense has proven out. We've improved throughout the year defensively, and we can hang our hat on that. So if we struggle a little bit with shooting the ball, we we can shut teams down. And you know our thing is we just keep being ourselves. And we're going to eventually, we're so hard to score on, the other, the other team's just going to wear down. And that's what happened the other night at Oregon. You know, it was, it was a tough game, and all of a sudden they couldn't score for about seven minutes, and we were up 18. So our, our, our guys know what they need to do to win. Uh, and my job right now is keep them healthy and fresh, Jim. That's the key. you got to stay fresh late in the year. Uh, I'm going to jump in, Mick, and say it. You absolutely have one of the top four or five teams and one of the teams that have what it takes to go the distance. Quick last follow. I know you have practice. You mentioned Ben Howland. I talked to Jamie Dixon the other day, and, of course, well, we all share Ben as a fellow friend, a mutual friend. Jamie and Ben, of course, go way back to our time together in Santa Barbara. He said that Ben calls him, like, every single day. Is Ben blowing you up pretty much every day or on the weekly? How often do you talk to Ben? Not, not, not that much. You know, Ben. He, it's funny. You know, he, he understands coaches because he's been there. They all know how busy the other guy is and stressed out. Um, I just try. I try to get him down to practice. You, you know, Santa Barbara's so nice. It's hard to get people out of there. So he's been to a couple games. Uh, I think he's coming tomorrow night, and Good. I know he's coming coming to the Arizona game. So I, I like to have him at practice so he can just give me like one or two things that he has seen. Um, and he gave our team a great talk, Jim, early in the year 
about uh, the importance of their leadership. You know, he addressed our seniors and told them how special they were, not to underestimate how important their leadership was to the young guys. And it, it had a big impact for us. And we honored him this year. It's just great to have Coach Howen back, uh, you know, in, in his retirement, uh, rooting for the Bruins and, and our fans welcoming him back. So I'm looking forward to seeing him again. But he's he not on me as much as he's on Coach Dixon. <laughs> I got you. And Mick, I love that you embrace him the way you do because you know Ben loves that program, always had. And yeah. that was his dream job. Mick Cronin joining us, breaking it all down. Mick, so great to have you on the program. You sound great. Good luck. Stay healthy. And I know we'll do it again soon. Hopefully during March, buddy. Thanks We'd love for having it. me. Jim. We'd love it, Mick. Appreciate you. Thank you. Take care, brother. What's better than watching the NBA action? Being a part of it with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, you can tap into all the excitement with the click of a button. New customers can place 5 bucks on any pregame money line bet and get 150 bucks in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NBA winnings with each leg that you add up to 100%. Same game parlay is so fun, and it's a good way to get paid. So download the app right now. Sign up with the code Rome R O M E. New customers can place five bucks on any pregame money line bet and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Rome R O M E. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Raider fan. No Raider fan in particular, Raider Mike. And you know, the ultimate Raider fan. But then again, although I never want to group everybody with one broad stroke, you can't do that. But I will with Raider fan. Hey, Raider fan. And by Raider fan, I mean all of you. Your wish has been granted as it relates to Derek Carr. Raider fan, the Derek Carr Raider era has now officially been iced. Ice. And ibuprofen. As expected, the organization gave Derek his walking papers yesterday, so that way they don't have to pay him 40 mil next year. And that ends the, you know, up and down nine and a half year marriage or nine year marriage between the QB and the organization. And I think like a lot of relationships, it has been up and down. There were some great, great times. And there were some not-so-great times. And I think in this case, it is best for both sides to move on. And no jack wagons. Derek did not cry when the team made the announcement official. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. I wish that had been the response. That would have been awesome. Some guys are doing wouldn't that have been the best? Said just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like, just so we could be there for each other. Hold on, Alvy. I, I, I should not have stepped on that. That is amazing sound. When I, get that ready again, Alvy, because you've been slipping lately, so I want to give you a big heads up. I would have given anything for the Raiders to make that announcement and then somebody to go to Derek Carr and say, hey, Derek, they just cut you as you know, so they don't have to pay you 40 mil next year. What's your reaction, Derek? And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard knowing what some guys are doing. 
like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like, just so we could be there for each other. And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off. You let that guy go? Find me somebody not named Josh Jacobs who loves that place like that guy. Holy crap. Of course, that's not what he said in response to them firing him, but I wish it would have been. How about this? How about a defense of Derek Carr? Listen, for the first time since 2013, the Raiders are now looking for a new starting quarterback. For the first time since 2013. And for the first time, Carr is a free agent. And yes, I know, Mike and all Raider Nation, you are all quite certain that today is a better day and it will be going forward without Derek on your roster. And my take here is, again, yes, it's good for both sides. It's good for Derek Carr, I think. It's good for Josh McDaniels. McDaniels, my guy, is now entering his second season, and he needs to work with a quarterback that he can handpick, right? Somebody probably, unless it's a stopgap, and they're waiting for next year. And I don't know that Josh has that kind of time, but he might wait until next year if they feel like they can't get the quarterback they want right now, and maybe they stopgap it. Or maybe they find somebody in the draft. Maybe they move up. Maybe they find somebody that he can groom. Somebody he can groom in his system. Somebody that he can handpick. Carr is not that. And as for Derek Carr, I don't think he would ever say it, but how can he not feel like he's been taken for granted by you, Raider fan, and even the organization? I mean, this dude, a really good dude, and a good player, has been a lightning rod for criticism almost since day one, except during the MVP year or the MVP caliber year. This guy's put up numbers. He's had some really good years and gotten almost no credit whatsoever. Like it or not, if you look at the numbers, he's broken damn near every single passing record in franchise history. And not only that, but has always been a guy who led from the front, always been professional as hell, always been willing to face all the tough questions when they really had nothing to do with him. And a lot of times when the organization was dysfunctional as hell, he was the guy who stepped up and answered for it, even if it had nothing to do with him. You know, like the Foodin BS, the tragedies, the arrests, the new coaching staffs, the new management structures, the new players, all of it. Derek Carr's been nothing but class. He always said the right things and yet was almost never appreciated for it. But you've got a coach who's already kind of under some fire. He's going to want his own quarterback. So, yes, it's time for both sides to move on. My point here is I have never understood, I never will understand, the utter disdain that so many Raider fans have for Derek Carr. And in no way am I saying that Derek Carr is a Hall of Famer. I'm not. I'm not even saying Derek Carr is elite. He's not. But he's still better than half the league's signal callers and has been for his entire career. Hell, how about this number? He's one of only five quarterbacks to throw for over 3,500 yards in each of his last five years. Did you know that, Raider fan? The others? Bacon 45, Mahomes, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, 
and Kirk Cousins. I mean, I swear you all act like this guy's Chad Henney or Jamarcus. And considering your signal caller history, Raider fan, even more amazing that you hate on this guy the way you have. How quickly you forget the days of Terrell Pryor and Matt McGloin. And as di- despite of how little you think of this guy, I'm here to tell you, he's going to land on his feet. There will be a market for Derek Carr. Hell, this just in, Raider fan. Not, o- not only is there a market, he is the best free agent quarterback available right now. Not a take, but a fact. Hell, I'd even argue that there is an entire division in the NFC South that would take this guy as their starting quarterback right now. Maybe even the Jets, who are allegedly a quarterback away, if they can't get Aaron Rodgers. And again, Kenny Stabler ain't walking through that door. Daryl LaMonica ain't walking through that door. Rich Gannon isn't walking through that door. Carson Palmer is not walking through that door. I mean, y'all act like this guy is one of the worst quarterbacks ever. So what I have to say is this. Derek Carr, love him or hate him. And I know a lot of you Raider fans, for some reason, don't like him at all. He was still better than a lot of what you've had. So with his release, they all of a sudden have some money. They have flexibility. My dude, Josh McDaniels, can pick his own quarterback. And my dude, best choose wisely because I'm going to say officially now he's on the clock. And if he doesn't make the right choice, he might be the next one kicked to the curb. I hope not because that's my dude. But the wrong choice may in fact cost him his gig. As for Carr, as for Carr getting dusty and emotional and choked up, uh, hello, I'd cry too if I lost to the Saturday Colts. Hell, I did cry. This is a lot of guys. And I had nothing invested in that game. I had nothing to do with that loss, and I cried. Of course he cried. He lost to the Jeff Saturday Colts. I would have thought less of him if he didn't cry. A lot of questions for the Raiders this offseason, right? So Derek Carr was a given. We knew that was coming. However, quarterback is not the only question mark. Quarterback is not the only issue. You got Josh Jacobs wanting to stay, but how much do you want to pay a running back? Here's my biggest question about that team. My biggest question about that roster. My biggest question about that scheme. My biggest question about the entire thing. Did Mark Davis's barbershop cut him off? Or more importantly, did they stop using a soup bowl to cut his hair? Are you watching on CBS Sports Network? Are you seeing what we're putting up? Honestly, who cares where Derek Carr is going or how much money they're going to have under the cap or even who replaces him? I want to know what the hell happened to Mark Davis's signature locks. Are you watching on CBS Sports Network? My man is bald. Have you seen the picks? Did this dude really go bald? Or are we talking Photoshop? There's some before and after picks. The guys in New York are running it perfectly. There he is. He has hair. He's got the perfect ginger bowl cut in these picks.
perfect lines. There he's got no hair. Balder than my guy Rit. What up, Rit? How you doing, yo? Rit's good, dude. He's bald, but he's a good, dude. And so is Mark Davis. Thank you. If the pics circulating on social media are fake, that's not cool. You are the people that ruin production at the Take Factory. Can somebody at the Las Vegas Spoon Manufacturing Plant confirm whether or not Mark still uses a utensil to cut his hair like Kirk Heinrich back in the day? And Keith Van Horn, just looking at bald Mark Davis picks makes me want to go on my own Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat to rethink everything. And especially if some of you idiots shop that. I need to know. It's, it's got to be shopped. Why would anybody give up the best head of lettuce ever? You don't give up the best head of lettuce. You lose it. Or somebody rips it from you. Or the Velcro wears out. Well, whatever. It's got to be shopped. It has to be shopped. What's next? Somebody's shopping a picture of a bald Davis holding an iPhone 14 Pro Max? Come on, man. Guys, keep yourself tight and feeling confident with new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant, reformulated with 72-hour sweat and odor protection and one-quarter moisturizing cream. Stop worrying about your underarms so you can be present for the moments that matter. Do not let underarm insecurities keep you at arm's distance from the ones you care about. Buy new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant with 72-hour sweat and odor protection wherever personal care products are sold. Good to have you, Steve. What's up? Hey, Jim. Great show. Thank you. I can listen while you can. I uh, appreciate you taking my call. All right. Back to the Derek Carr situation. I'm with you. I, I agree. Mark Davis, some Raider fans, the organization didn't appreciate Derek Carr, still don't appreciate him. My big beef is, please tell me they got a game plan. I mean, when they let him go, you hear about Tom Brady for five months. He's going to become a Raider. He retires. If it's Brady, Aaron Rodgers, even Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore, please tell me they got someone coming in to replace Derek Carr. You don't let him go and not have a quarterback. They got to have something behind the scenes. It's going to be a big mystery come up in two months. What do you, what's your opinion? Yeah, exactly. You're the second guy to say that, and I know a lot more people are thinking it. Don't let somebody go unless you have a replacement, right? Don't quit your job unless you have another job to go to. Well, actually, a lot of people do that now. The world's changed. Listen, I can't tell you exactly what their plan is. I guarantee they have run through countless scenarios. I don't know whether or not they're going to draft one of those big three quarterbacks. Let's go to Tucson. Darius in Tucson. What's going on, Darius? Good to have you. What's up, Rome? Yeah, I'm a long-time Raider fan. I've watched every game, I think, that Derek Carr's played because I forced my son to watch the games with me. He's seen every game as well. And I tell you, I spent basically the past nine, ten years running, I mean, yelling at the TV about Derek Carr doing the same crap over and over. We're done with Derek Carr. 
How many playoff games did he win for us? I'll tell you, big fat zero. How many times did he get us to the playoffs? What, twice there? So, no, we're fine with moving on from Derek Carr. I don't need to watch the guy run out of bounds every single time he gets chased. I don't need to see him sail passes 10 yards over our open wide receiver down the field. I don't need to see the guy try to make a first down and fumble the ball out of the freaking bounds. We, we don't need to see that anymore. We need a new guy in there, and we are done with Derek Carr. My man, I know. More theme- I, I, my man, that's what I'm saying. You just made my point for me. They hate his guts. They hate his guts. This is what I'm trying to say. I, I love that. My dude, I know he was there a long, long time, but I think you're conveniently overlooking all the other guys that you had before him. Brian and San Pedro, quote, what happened to Ritt? Hashtag ATP. It's lit. I'll tell you what happened to Ritt. We had a mutual parting of the ways, but it was amicable. Love Ritt. Ritt did a great job. Ritt, Ritt was funny, man. Lo- loved having Ritt around. Ritt worked here four years. <laughs> Working in the jungle is like in the NFL, except not nearly as well paid. But if the average NFL career is three years... The average jungle career is probably that or less. Rick gave me four really good years. He gave us four really good years. Good attitude. Damn right. Upbeat guy. Was making a long commute. And we just kind of mutually decided it was time. Mutual. Thank you. But, and Rick, not everybody. I'm going to give you some inside. I'm going I'm to show you how the sausage is made. Not everybody leaves here on good terms. And I don't want to be like that. I wish everybody would, but it's like any other job. Some leave on their own, not on good terms. (laughs) Some are asked to leave, not on good terms. Some leave on their own, on very good terms. Some leave and they're asked to leave and still leave on good terms. You never know. Rit and I mutually parted ways on great terms. We're both very happy with each other and very happy with the time that we spent together. And I've got only really good things to say about Ritt. Game on. Game on. True story. So that's what happened to Ritt. He's moved on to the next thing. And we will try to get on without Ritt. And that's the story. That's what happened. Brian and San Pedro wanted to know. In fact, I got an email from him. I'll tell you how good we are. I got an email from him earlier in the program. Like, he, not only did we mutually part in a really good way, he's, like, still following up on stuff. Like, hey, just so you know, there's this one untied loose end here that I thought you should know about. So, class act. Jamie in Green Bay. Thank you. Rogan knows what you do. You manage the rat family. Good night now. 